Hi, everybody. This is Mike Rothman, General Manager of TechStrong Research, Chief Strategy Officer of TechStrong Group. Welcome to the seventh episode, siete, episode of the TechStrong Research Review. I'm here with my ever-present partner. Honestly, I think I spend four hours a day on friggin' Zoom recordings with Mitch, or, or maybe that's only just been the last, you know, close. Week or so, but Mitch okay. Ashley, how are you, my friend? What's going on? Very good. Zoom recordings, yes. Yeah. Zoom <laughs> recordings. More, you know, so, yeah. My Zoom uh, recording queue is overflowing for sure. Just, if there's a, if you're in a Zoom, I just joined it, assuming you right. need to record something. <laughs> I, I knew giving you access to my calendar was a mistake. That's, Oops, uh, that's I sure. warned you. <laughs> All right. So we, we do have a decent amount of stuff to, to talk about in, in the review today. Um, yeah. A couple of big things. And, and in a thing that you wouldn't expect tech strong research to be talking about, but let's talk about it anyway, right? Crypto. So oh. two major things in crypto happened this week, right? First is our friends at FTX. And by that, I mean, I don't, I've never met them. I have, I don't own any crypto. I hardly know them uh, except SBF, another three-letter acronym, Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, has seemed to have a pretty challenging two weeks or so, uh, right? You know, evidently they had uh, one of their asset management firms held their own token that there was a run on the bank and basically the whole thing collapsed, right? So FTX, you know, sponsored the sporting kind of stadium, right? They had stadium, you know, underwriting, uh, naming rights, right? Super Bowl ads, poof, poof, right? Poof. And, and when folks said, you know, maybe there's nothing underlying it, right? Not a gold standard, not a government, not anything. Maybe that's not a great idea. Well, it turns out maybe that's not a great idea on that front. So that's one, right? That's that's example mm. one on the on the crypto side. Uh, mm. The other side is this fellow who the FBI raided his apartment and he had about a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin that he had stolen from Silk Road, you know, eight or nine years ago. <laughs> Literally a billion dollars sitting there in, in you know, on disks uh, in his uh, in his thing, um, you know, and obviously due to the way they can track, you know, kind of the coins now. Uh, you, you know, he couldn't really monetize those or launder those in any way, shape or form. So he was just sitting on him until he got caught. Uh, but, you know, th this brings up a, a bigger concept that I really want to focus on. And that's the concept of trust. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you are trusted. If you're buying crypto and you're de depositing money with FTX uh, and you're using that to buy whatever token or coin uh, or what have you, you are trusting that that organization is going to, you know, kind of be a, a shepherd of your money, right? A, a custodian of your money. There's no regulation or very little regulation uh, at this point uh, in that business. And these things start to implode. And shockingly enough, they start to implode, right? So trust, I mean, you, you know, it's one of those things that we kind of take for granted, right? You know, we have our brokerage accounts, we have our banks that we work with in the States and, you know, around the world. Right. We just kind of take for granted that, you know, our money, but they're just really ones and zeros at this point. Right. Um, unless you go to the ATM and you get, you know, you get cash. So it's mm -hmm. trust. Right. Mitch, trust. What what happened to trust in this world or really more, more to the point? Right. Where did we lose our requirement for trust? When did you get folks that would just be like, 
sure, I'll send a couple hundred thousand dollars and then it grows and now it's a million dollars and, you know, and it's just in this place. And yeah, they say it's there, right? Did nobody learn from Bertie Madoff or any of these other, you know, situations <laughs> that what's on the screen or what's on the computer may not really be what's in the screen or on the computer? I mean, what the hell, man? But it, it reminds me, I wasn't around at this time, but you know, when, when our currency, U.S. currency went from being backed by gold, that to back by the full faith in the government, whatever yeah, the, US the language is. Right. And okay, all right, you're going to trust the government, well, at least, you know, to back up the money. Yeah, we have whole treasury departments and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to crypto, it's it's not it's not backed by anybody, right? I mean, it's backed by some it's backed by a corporation who can be gone tomorrow, right? And that's you know, I've been very cautious. I, I'm not an investor in crypto. For that right. reason, it's just, you know, it's, it's, I would treat it as gambling money if I was going to do it. Um, and I'm not that big of a gambler. Now, maybe I'm too old fashioned, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it, it does make me wonder if, are we in that transition period of, you know, I don't try to trust unless I can you know, have the cash in my hands, but now I'll, I will work in a digital world where everything, all transactions are digital, especially after COVID. Are we kind of in that same but a rough learning phase with crypto. And there'll be a time when it, it's all, you know, we get it. It's good. It's trusted more than it is now, but it, it just goes to show you, you know, there's blind trust, there's dumb trust and there's trust. And yeah. I think you just have to, you know, judge where you, what you're doing. No, no, I, I think that's exactly right. And, and, and when you, you know, again, get to a point where, and I, you know, again, I just, I feel bad for, you know, just a lot of these folks that, and, and, you know, it's, it's Brandon. And, you know, so I was, I was at a conference yesterday <clears throat> right? got to see a whole bunch of people. It was, it was a lot of fun, like, you know, human interaction. I forget that there, that's still, that's still kind of a nice part of the day, even though I spend most of my time on zoom with you. Um, you know, and, and we were talking and somebody had just brought up, you know, when was the last time you went to a bank to deposit a check? Right. I don't do that. That's not a thing for me anymore. I just put I, I I take a picture of it. Right. Using the bank's app and and it gets deposited and, and I check and I make sure it's in my account. And I trust that. Right. Because I trust that because that's a financial institution I've been working with for a long time. It's not a fly by night thing. I, I you know, I have. A, a trust in that organization based upon a year's long history, understanding that there are regulations that, you know, kind of back the assets that I have with that organization, um, you know, with insurance, right? So they have insurance or something does go bad, you know, yeah, it may lose some money, but, you know, it won't be a total wipeout like it is with FTX. And and, and I think, and again, you, you know, we're both, you know, kind of old-time security people, right? And, and, and you, you know, we kind of grew up paranoid. We make our living being paranoid. We kind of wake up in the morning and figure out, you know, what's going to kill us today. Um, you, you know, so <laughs> I, I look at those things and go, yeah, I'm probably not going to trust one of those, you know, kind of environments to do that. But not everybody grows up like that. And and, no, and my fear is you have another, you know, a generation of kids that are out there. And again, I, five of them, right. Are associated with me in one shape between my kids and my stepkids. Right. And I don't think they have that same level of, of, you know, kind of scrutiny that they put us, if they share a bunch of things and they just, and they trust these apps, right. It's get real, be, be real. Or before that it was Snapchat and then Instagram and, and, and they, they, they're trusting they're, they're trusting. And I'm not saying they should be, you know, tinfoil hat people, right. That's not, 
not the point, but there's got to be a, you know, there's got to be a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it's interesting because now we're, we're in the world of zero trust, right? That's the, that's the paradigm. Or the yeah. Law. Just ask any security vendor. Ask yeah. any security. And, you know, <laughs> are we there yet? Of course not. But it, it, it the evolution of trust has been really fascinating to me because I remember getting involved in, in the late 90s in security and firewalls. And if you're on this side, you're okay. And on that side, you're in the wild, wild west. And that has gradually shrunk to shrunk to shrunk to put to the point where nothing trusts anything else, right? You know, I have to do things securely between anything. And I think that's that's the world that we are in. Trust and trust can be this long, you know. Um right. Was Grace Hopper? How long is uh, how how long is a uh, uh, nanosecond? It's about that long of how white light travels in in a nanosecond. That's kind of how trust is now. It's it's there for just a moment, or maybe there for a brief period of time. So it's it's really changed the whole paradigm of what we think about trust. How much we get or not. Now that, that that's right, and 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 let's kind of bring it and relate that whole concept to something that's a little bit more you know, kind of pertinent and front and center to, to the stuff that we do every day. Right. And, and that's trust in our code, right? That's trust in the pipeline. That's trust in the artifacts and the components and the libraries that we use to build the applications. Um, and, and that's something that again, you know, again, I, I've spent a lot of time doing, you know, kind of assessments of folks' pipelines and, and, and really helping them build up, you know, kind of their container, you know, program and, and our container security program, what have you. And, and it always comes up at some point, you know, do you require require code signing um, for, you know, things that you, you know, integrate into the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, the less mature folks are like, well, we're trying to get there, but we got this or we've got that or we've got some other excuse for, you know, why we're not there. Um, and, you, you know, but we're going to get there. It's it's on the roadmap. And then the folks that have been doing it either, if, either for a while or they've started from a very strong security perspective on how they built out their pipeline. They're like, no, no, we do that everything that we pull out of the, you know, kind of uh, artifact repository is signed. Everything, every library that we have is signed. Everything that we're integrating, all that stuff is signed. And and if it doesn't pass that signature test, we break the build, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you start to get to the, that's really where trust hits, right? Hey, setting an alert, that's great, right? But if you're not breaking the build when you have untrustworthy components, Again, I think you're setting yourself up for for a lot of heartburn and angst. Well, and and that's where we kind of make that transition from, you know, somebody stops it, right? To it, it's built into the process. It's built into how you create code, so that it is it is signed when it goes. You know, an artifact is created or an artifact is even added. You know, the um, JFrog and another a number of other companies put together through the uh, Linux Foundation. This uh, this project called Persia, which is a code signing using um, using blockchain and you, you leveraging that technology of so many people have to att- attest that this is you know something can, that can be checked in or and we, we know it's from that specific source uh, and, and it's an interesting concept and we'll see where it goes and gets uh, to me it's got some pretty good legs but that's, no, that's the way I, you build you it in blockchain I drank. Yeah, <laughs> playing the blockchain drinking game. So I, I had a drink when you. Said yeah, that. no, I'm not a I'm not a blockchain fan. It's you know, in many ways, it's it's a problem. It's technology looking for another technology, but you know, there are some real good uses. There, but 
but it's a very specific you can't you skip, don't get me started on blockchain. That's a whole nother thing. The point being is it's built into the software process, whether it's you know uh Lego blocks or it's blockchain, whatever the process is. And and you know, I'm just on that bent where everything has to be automated to have it happen every time, or it will never be consistent and never be trusted. No, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. And 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 doing it from the foundation, but really setting that expectation as part of your DevOps process is absolutely critical, right? You you just say, you know, like, listen, we are not going to deal with stuff if it's not signed. And your purge is very cool, right? And I think that really is an actual applicable use case for blockchain, right? Because, you know, again, that's all about integrity and, and, and you know, kind of an immutable type of environment to uh, ensure that, you know, folks have public access and can verify that. So, I mean, I think that that makes perfect sense, you know, from that perspective. But, you know, you know again, I, I want to kind of keep it, you know, and wrap it back around to the fact that, um, you know, we, we need to have, you know, kind of, we have to remember, you know, how important it is to have trust in our systems, have trust in our environment. You know, you talk about zero trust, which is, you know, kind of, again, I don't have any trust in anything, but, but really what that is, is I want to establish trust at all kind of aspects or at all states, you know, within, within a specific transaction. Um, so, so to me, you know, kind of, it's just the inverse of what we're talking about, which is, um, again, we, we just, we become, I think a little bit lazy on, you know, kind of the verification side. Uh, and, and again, in a lot of cases, it, it cost a whole mess of folks, a bunch of money this week, uh, on that for us. And, and, you know, it, it's going to continue to cost folks money because, you know, again, you're just un- in a efficient in terms of how you, you know, integrate, deploy, and, and ultimately operate your technology mm-hmm. environment. You mentioned code signing, you know, even, you know, GitHub with, uh, with their, with their workflows um, or actions, GitHub actions, actions is what it's called. GitHub action. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not built into code signing when you check things in. It just, it's, it's how it's really fascinating to me that it hasn't been a thing. I mean, yes, we've had code signing technology. Do we apply it? Most cases, no. Right now we're starting to get to that point where, okay, let's make it part of everything that we do. We'll get there. It'll be. And and you know what? That's also not now that I'm thinking about it, right? It's also an evolution beyond, you know, kind of just pulling, you know, general you know, AMIs or, or, or other, you know, kind of images, you know, kind of from some of these cloud and, or, you know, other repositories or, you know, any of these other places. Uh, right. And, and, you know, we had depended on AWS or Microsoft or Google to, you know, validate, verify, make sure that, you know, there wasn't really nasty stuff in the things that were, you know, kind of loaded up into, into their image libraries. But, you know, in a lot of cases we checked them or, you know, kind of, we would only use verified, um, you know, images from that standpoint, but can, as we've moved towards this more of a composed environment, more libraries, you know, less in, and really kind of uh, execution on demand, whether it's through serverless or, you know, kind of other, you know, mechanisms, you know, kind of spinning up containers, what have you. Um, and again, we're dealing with with smaller types of, of you know, kind of snippets or, or, or code environments there. Um, and again, I just don't know that we've mapped kind of what we did when we were using gold images to, you know, AMIs or, or machine images, you know, to now we've got all these components. And again, that, that type of integrity and that type of trust really needs to flow through 
through the environment. Uh, and um, and again, I think that's really what we're beating the drum for now is uh, if there's one one thing we wanted to harp on this week, it's, you, you know, go and check and make sure that, you know, kind of you're acquiring code signing that, you know, again, when you put stuff into the repositories, when you, you know, again, download or, or you know, kind of commit code uh, to these environments, wherever you have an opportunity to ensure that you can, um, you know, prove and substantiate the integrity uh, of your code, uh, you really should do that. Would we do a connection <clears throat> network connection without TLS? No, we do. We would we would encrypt it, but we'll get there doing the going code and checking it in and yep. communicating across those lines too. Yep. Yep. So that was me. You know, that was what I wanted to beat the drum on, you know, kind of for today. I mean, not a huge, uh, you know, thing. We, I think I know we both, you know, have had a, a whole bunch of stuff going on, you know, kind of juggling flaming knives at any, at any given time. Um, so, chainsaws. Uh, chainsaws. Yeah, you bet. So, <laughs> so but, you know, again, I, I just thought, you know, given kind of the two, you know, kind of crypto situations, you know, this week, it was really oh, a good very time appropriate. to you know, kind of focus a little bit on, on, you know, revisiting and maintaining trust in our environment. Anything else, Mitch, you wanted to, you know, go through? I, no, I think it's mind. great. We'll have another great topic. We're leading up here to the holiday season. So we're going to have to have a Thanksgiving holiday, whatever show one of these times. And We, we do. I, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful for a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to even, you know, kind of tip my hand a little bit. But, you know, I guess probably next week will be a good time for our Thanksgiving, you know, tech strong research review. Because uh, the week after that, of course, will be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanks, I guess. Yeah, and then we will be at AWS, by the way. So we will. That's another great reminder. We will yeah. be at AWS. Come see us. Yeah. We'll, we'll be doing analyst briefings. We'll also be doing um, TechStrong TV interviews there. Uh, we've got, you know, kind of a, a calendar that we can use to sign you up for things. Um, so reach out to us, info at techstrongresearch.com if you're interested in uh, signing up and coming to visit us at, at reInvent. And obviously, if you just want to get any other time, we're happy to do briefings and uh, chat with you, with you folks whenever uh, whenever it makes sense. So uh, reach out to us and, and we'll get something scheduled. Sounds good. We'll look forward to that. All right. So with that, episode seven in the can. Mitch, okay. Have a great weekend, my friend. Um, you too. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody.